Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox president Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports show, where we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. I'm Mikey Barr. And I'm Mike Lynch. Scarlet Foo's off today, and we have topics to talk about. And let's start with Calvin Ridley. Oh, my. Um, let's... 15, a fifteen hundred dollar bet cost him eleven million dollars. Uh, he got suspended by the league for a year, eleven million his salary. Uh, Calvin Ridley, uh, Atlanta Falcons star, uh, made a bet, and uh, you can't do it, uh, especially when you're talking about uh, your own sport. So he was betting on football games, but uh, boy, I, I guess. Lynchy is a year too severe. No, I don't think so. This was a question of if, not when, this would po- happen. There's precedent set for this back with Paul Horning and uh, Alex Karras of mm-hmm. the Detroit Lions years and years ago. Um, Joe Namath was actually forced to give up his ownership in Bachelors 3 restaurant because right. there were reputed gamblers hanging around in the restaurant. But now that the, the, the line is, is blurred and there's actually a union between the National Football League and legalized gambling, uh, it makes it more accessible. Now, Calvin Ridley obviously uh, doesn't need the money. He makes $11 million a year. But I read an interesting quote from a professor, Declan Hill, from the University of New Haven, who's a, prof- a professor and expert on sports betting. He said that all the addiction counselors that deal with professional athletes always were dealing with alcohol and drug issues. But in the last five to ten years, the shift has turned toward gambling and gaming addiction with professional athletes. And I think that might be the root behind this with Calvin Ridley. Now, Jets defensive end John Franklin Myers, uh, he disagrees. He thinks that the the punishment went way too far. Um, His quote is, no way Calvin Ridley should be suspended a year for that. The NFL is dead wrong for that harsh of a penalty. And I guess I want to bring up Pete Rose because he's not in the Hall of Fame because he mm-hmm. bet on baseball, and, and that this has been forever for Pete Rose. Uh, this, is, this is going to be an issue, uh, like you said, uh, down the road. And, and I just wonder now, 
with college athletes and pro athletes, how much trouble we're going to run into. Well, the temptation will be great. The lower you go in the uh, on the on the totem pole in terms of professional college, high school, et cetera, the more tempting it will be because they don't have uh, salaries of eleven million dollars. But this is this addiction thing, and he just couldn't help himself. I mean, he bet fifteen hundred dollars on a, a total of three different occasions. Um, it's it's the integrity of the game. Um, I, I I thought it was rather hypocritical of Roger Goodell to say. Uh, and we're convinced he had no inside information. He's a member of the Atlanta Falcons. Even though he was out yeah. on a on a leave of absence to deal with mental health issues, of course he has inside information. I mean, this is a league that gave a franchise to Las Vegas, uh, the, the Raiders franchise. This is a league that has a union and partnership with all kinds of, of, of draft uh, platforms. Um, you know, come on. I mean, this is, you know, you got to expect that this was going to happen. I think a year is fair. I think it sounds like a clear clear warning that's going to rattle a few people and scare a few people. As Bill Parcells once said, fear is a great motivator. Yeah. yeah, That's that's why back in the day we used to get spankings when you were a kid. <laughs> you can't do it now, but I mean, boy, I feared a spanking, and uh, yeah. that, that kept me in line. I, I tell you, someone who's not worried about money, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, looks like the 38-year-old will stay with the Packers, as he tweeted. Yes, I will be playing for the Packers next year, and I guess you are if you get a four-year contract for $200 million, and $153 million of that is guaranteed, Lynchy. Yeah, he got his way. He uh, mended his rift between the Packers and himself. Uh, he won back-to-back MVP awards at the age of 38, and they think he's going to go strong. They might see a little bit of Tom Brady in this guy right here. And a big thing, his favorite coach was Tom Clements, the old quarterback from Notre Dame. And uh, he left the Packers a couple of years ago, and that didn't make Rodgers happy. So one of the concessions with this new deal was he gets Tom Clements back as his as his quarterback coach. And all is well in Green Bay. Uh, he hasn't been to a Super Bowl in 11 years, but he makes them a contender to go to the Super Bowl every year. Boy, Lynchy, <laughs> when you're mad at a team, it's like, I'm mad. How about $200 million? <laughs> I'm not mad. Yeah. <laughs> That's Thanks, pretty buddy. <laughs> and there's more, more quarterback yeah. news. Oh, I, I really kind of didn't see this coming. Russell Wilson is going to the Broncos from the Seahawks. I uh, spent 10 seasons uh, with the Seahawks. Uh, Wilson is 33. Uh, Denver will send quarterback Drew Locke, tight end Noah Fant, defensive lineman Shelby Harris, and a package of draft choices, two first-round selections, two second-rounders, and a fifth-rounder to the Seahawks. Who won this one? Wow. I would have to say that Seattle might have won this one here. The guy's 33 years old. He's still got his fastball, and he can play. But Denver's desperate right now. They're in a division where Kansas City is the top team. The Chargers are coming on strong with Justin Herbert. Uh, the Raiders uh, are, are, were a playoff team last year. And Denver's basically been irrelevant in the AFC West when they used to rule it. They haven't been to the postseason in six years. They've had 10 different starting quarterbacks since Peyton Manning left them six years ago. They don't like being irrelevant in the West, and they just unloaded a bank. I mean, the entire bank for Russell Wilson. Now we move on to a much more serious topic. Uh, Washington Capitals, they condemn Russia's invasion of Ukraine, and they stand in full support of our Russian players and their families. This comes uh, about a little over a week and a half after their captain, Alex Ovechkin, made uh, his only comments about the Russian invasion. 
Yeah, and he's tied uh, very tightly with Putin. He campaigned for him in in 2017. Uh, there's all kinds of photos of uh, Mr. Putin and uh, Ovechkin uh, all around social media. You can find them. Um, he just wanted. He's basically. He tries trying to be Switzerland in, in this press conference. He just wants peace at all costs, and uh, he'll be happy when the war is over. Um, they're worried about these guys traveling on the road and what kind of reception they'll get from some of the uh, visiting fans when they when they get out on the ice. And there's all kinds of security that's been in, increased. And, uh, you know, the, the there was a fear at one point that uh, the visas for some of these Russians players mm-hmm. would be revoked, but they're going to stay in uniform and they're going to play and uh, hopefully be protected. Yeah, there's several Russian-born players for the Capitals. In fact, obviously several Russian-born players in the National Hockey League. Uh, but that brings up another point. If you are a Russian athlete playing in America, and as you said, what kind of backlash are you going to get? Yeah, I mean, every, every place you go, um, I know they were going to Calgary, and there was talk about uh, will the Calgary Flames allow fans to come inside with signs, you know, go home, go back to Russia, go back and see your buddy Putin. Um, but they they will allow handheld signs, but they have to be in good taste, and they're not supposed to be having to do with, uh, with, with politics. So they may have the, the social police going around the, the arena and telling people to, you know, get rid of their, their, their placards. Now, what follows up on that, is that Russian Formula One driver, Nikita Mazepin. Uh, he said he's still shocked about being fired from the Haas team following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Uh, the The Formula One driver was fired last Saturday following F1's decision to terminate his contract with the Russian Grand Prix. Uh, and he said it's a very painful and unexpected situation for me. Uh, he's 23. His uh, father, by the way, uh, also in its sponsorship with the Russian company, uh, which is partly owned by Mazepin's father. So the question now is, was it fair for the Haas team to fire him? Uh, I guess if you're the owner of the team, you can do whatever you want. You can, and it's uh, it, it sends a message to uh, the, their followers and the and the uh, the F1 followers and F1 fans that they want to divorce themselves, disassociate themselves from anything that has anything to do with Russia. And this poor guy, uh, you know, didn't trigger the war. This poor guy did not make any statements, but he's out of a job. It's part of the collateral damage of, of what's been going on. Of course, we will keep our eye on this. We miss you, Scarlett. Come on back. Come on. (laughs) We're not bad people. She'll be back for number of the week. Yeah. (laughs) This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast. I'm Michael Barr along with Mike Lynch. Scarlett, we will be back, of course. Catch us here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Exploring the world of money and sports, and you can catch me on Twitter at Big Bar Sports. And I'm Mike Lynch. You can follow me at Lynchy WCDB. You are listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports, Bloomberg Radio, around the world. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum, powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers, and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights, and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at CutterEconomicForum.com.